You are listening to the Daily Roundup here as part of the Reality Steve podcast. This is going to be your daily news dump that's going to focus on all things Bachelorette-related, Bachelor Nation, pop culture, might even throw some sports in there, and whatever I decide tickles my fancy. So thank you all for listening and tuning in. This will be here every day. There might be some Mondays and Fridays that aren't if I'm out of town and whatnot, but for the most part, you are going to get this daily roundup every single day. So we will get started momentarily. I want to tell you that today's daily roundup is brought to you by Organifi. Get 20% off your next order. Go to Organifi.com slash RealitySteve. It's a superfood blend that tastes amazing and made easier for anyone to choose their own health every day. Also brought to you by Green Chef. Go to greenchef.com slash realitysteve135. Use code realitysteve135 and get $135 off your first order plus free shipping. Green Chef is the number one meal kit for eating well. So let's get going. Daily roundup. We're going to be talking about things that may have happened the day before and then lead into things that are happening possibly later on that day. Obviously, today being the big day, July 11th, we've waited four months for this, the return of the Bachelorette. Well, Bachelorettes. We are having two Bachelorettes, as you know. We are having Gabby and Rachel. Gabby, uh, what's her last name? Wendy. (laughs) Totally blanked. Rachel Recchia. And night one is tonight. Regular two-hour episode. Night ones, if you've watched this show for any amount of time, you know that the first episode of the season is basically the same thing every season. There's not a whole lot you can do on the first episode. This will be a little bit different because we have two Bachelorettes. First time we've ever had that since the Caitlin and Britt season. However, that season was different because on the first episode, the guys chose who they wanted to be their Bachelorette. And as we know, Rachel and Gabby will be the Bachelorettes throughout the whole season. So it will be a little bit different dynamic, but you're going to get the same thing. You're going to get an introduction to the two women, probably a recap of what happened on Clayton's season. Then we're going to get a little bio on them. They're probably going to sit around and chit-chat. And then the guys are going to get intro videos of the guys. And then the guys are going to arrive in the limo entrances. And then a cocktail party and a rose ceremony. I mean, it, you can't really do much with that first episode. So there you go. Um, not a whole hell of a lot that's going to be different. For those that don't know, I, and I'm probably going to have to repeat this quite a few times over the next few daily roundups, but I do not have the spoilers to the ending of this season. I do not know who Rachel chose. I do not know who Gabby chose. I do know that Rachel's final two are Tino and Zach, and I do know that Gabby's final, well, two of her final three are Jason and who's the other guy? Oh, Eric. So that's where we're at. I don't know who won. I, you know, and I, and I, and I say I have to repeat this. You're like Steve. We know. Well, you might know if you followed me for three months. I'm getting it every single day in Instagram DMs and Twitter DMs. Hey, when are you going to let us know who won Rachel and Gabby's season? So plenty of people have basically shut their brains off and haven't looked at a thing about this show since Clayton season ended in mid March. So that's why I have to repeat. I do not know, and nor do I claim to know. I have gotten things sent to me, nothing that I feel solid enough to confirm of who won this thing. So, but you know that you have a 50-50 shot of guessing between Tino and Zach uh, for Rachel. And for Gabby, it's, uh, you know, Jason or Eric 
and possibly a third guy in there because Johnny was in her final four. And Johnny got eliminated at number four, as was Tyler Norris, who was in Rachel's final four. He got eliminated at four. And Avon was the guy who went home third on Rachel's side. So the only one I don't know is the fourth guy for Gabby's final four. Also, if you haven't been following along, going to repeat this probably a couple times in the first week. Episode three, right before uh, they traveled to France, Belgium, and Amsterdam on a cruise ship. Episode three is where the guys remaining had to establish which woman they were interested in. We've seen them kind of hint at it in the promos. James tells Rachel he's interested in Gabby. I do think there is somewhere in there we're going to see that Tino, obviously we know Tino is in Rachel's final four and final two. Tino... um, also tells Gabby that he's going to choose Rachel. So that happens in episode three because that's right before travel starts where they have to establish, hey, this is the person that I'm interested in going forward. So we've got that. On my site tomorrow, you will have anything that you've missed over the last four months. Just going to put it all in there because a lot of you have been in and out. Most of you haven't been on the site or followed along much in the off season, and that's fine, and that happens every season. But A lot of you are coming back today, tomorrow, because the show is back on the air. It's kind of sight unseen for a lot of people. So once it's back on, people want to check. I'm going to fill you in on everything that I have posted in the last three months, kind of just a recap, so you know what to expect for this season. I don't have episode-by-episode spoilers, but you know basically the final two for each of them, unless that third guy for Gabby ended up being in her final two. So... Um, Bachelor in Paradise spoilers were released the last couple weeks. That is on my Instagram and my Twitter and in my columns. Um, if you go back a couple columns, you'll see it of the, you know, what happened at the end of those seasons. It's going to be interesting because Bachelor in Paradise has never had to wait this long before its finale aired. It always films in June, but the finale usually airs mid-September. So the final couples only have to wait about two and a half months before they can reveal themselves. Now, it filmed in June, it is done filming, it doesn't start airing until September 27th, which means we're looking at mid-November before Bachelor in Paradise is done airing, hence the fact that these couples are only going to have to wait, only, they're going to have to wait four and a half months before they can actually reveal themselves. Now, trust me, when it comes to Bachelor in Paradise, the producers of this show are way more lenient. I mean, Victoria's already hanging out with her guy. Victoria Fuller's already, uh, you know, hanging out with Johnny in Florida. I've already heard Tyler is hanging out with, um, I've already heard that Brittany Galvin uh, was in New Jersey last weekend with Tyler. So, look, they're not going to be obvious about it and post together, but if you follow all of them, you'll they will clearly give it away of uh, who they're hanging out with. And there's also some other people with four and a half months before the Bachelor in Paradise finale airs. There could be breakups before then. There could be people who met on the beach that, didn't hook up there, but are now hooking up people that missed each other on the beach and then started talking post-show. There is so much that's going to happen before this bachelor in paradise finale airs in mid-March. So keep that in mind. Um, but yeah, go to my website tomorrow. I'll have my recap. We'll also have uh, my episode one recap. Also we'll have tomorrow's daily roundup up. Um, I'm going to try and have it up by 8 a.m. Central time. So 9, 9 a.m. Eastern. 6 a.m. Pacific, and like I said, I'm going to try and keep it to about 15 to 20 minutes. It's never going to be more than that, and it's just going to be talking about the news, starting with Bachelor Nation stuff or Bachelorette stuff, 
then going to anything going on in Bachelor Nation, then move on to some reality TV stuff, some pop news, and then maybe, you know, my sports opinions on a couple of things that might have popped up. So that's the most to get to right now for Bachelorette. You know it's starting tonight. I'll have some thoughts on the first episode tomorrow morning in the roundup, and then in my column a little more thorough about what I thought about episode one. Bachelor Nation news over the weekend. There were some things that happened a little bit. Um, Katie Thurston did a reel saying that uh, she had contacted Nick Vile about things that he was saying about her that were kind of negative, and he turned it around and made it about her fans caring enough about her. (laughs) Join the club, Katie. Join the club. I mean, literally the same exact thing happened after I went on his podcast and he was ripped to holy hell uh, by a bunch of people for the way he conducted that interview and pretty much did the same thing. He did a 15-minute soliloquy at the beginning of his next podcast and basically turned it around on, wow, Reality Steve's fans are really uh, really intense. Uh, you know, it just... Like I said, welcome to the club, Katie. You aren't the first and you won't be the last. Cassidy from Clayton's season. She shared a story uh, that she said she was involved with Pizza Pete from Michelle's season, but then was contacted by another woman who also claimed to be dating him. So Cassidy basically outed Pizza Pete for it. I mean... You know, whatever floats your boat. But if I were to report every time a guy in this franchise was hooking up with two women at the same time that didn't know about each other, uh, we'd be seemingly having stories once a week. Unfortunately, Cassidy is somewhat new to the franchise, so this is her first taste of the way most of these guys roll. Sucks she had to find out this way, really. It does. Pilot Pete isn't the first, and he's not going to be the last. But surprising to hear... Not in the least bit. So last night, I want to move on to reality TV for a bit. I am watching Big Brother again this season and the challenge on CBS. My Wednesday nights are now booked. That three-hour block on Wednesday is, you know, boom, Big Brother right into challenge. uh, The challenge on CBS, which I'll get to in a second. But Big Brother, the big news over the weekend, already major heat online, apparently coming from the live feeds regarding the bullying and microaggressions towards uh, castmate Taylor. All I read was that it's happening, and I saw that members of the cookout from last season's Big Brother have spoken out about it. And I did not watch the live feeds. I'm going to try and stay away from the live feeds this season. Like I said, I'm not a. The only thing I like spoiled in my life is The Bachelor and The Bachelorette and Bachelor in Paradise. The only things I care to spoil. I don't want to know really what's going on in Big Brother because if I come across, if I read something about who's talking to who and who's saying what about who, inevitably I'm going to find out who won HOH or who won uh, Power Veto. And I just, I don't want to come across it. I'd rather just watch it. And look, I'm very well aware that CBS really dials it down for what we see versus what's really going on in the live feeds. I get that. And maybe in the middle of the season or towards the end of the season, I'll get caught up. But I'm just not interested. Um, I mean, it sucks that that's happening yet again. Big Brother has had some 
major problems in the past with some of the contestants that they've cast on this show and the things that they've said on the live feeds. And it looks like we're, what, four days into filming and they're already getting that this season. You know, it's not a good look at all for them. And I just, that sucks. It sucks for Taylor. The episode last night focused on the fact that Taylor was hanging out with the guys more and the girls had formed their girls, girls Alliance and Taylor wasn't part of it. Six of the eight women got together and formed the girls, girls and Taylor isn't part of it. So we've already seen it play out a little bit, but apparently it was way worse on the live feeds. I don't know who said what I'm sure I could go easily find out. I'm sure a lot of you listening right now that follow that stuff know who said what about Taylor and what the, what the deal is. But I don't know. I, I didn't I didn't follow it, so I'm not going to chime in on if it was deserved or not. Sounds like it wasn't based on the cookout from last season stepping in and saying something. But, I mean, we're four or five days in, and already we've got problematic contestants on Big Brother. Wonderful. As for the challenge that comes on after it on Wednesday nights, hey, I mean, I've – you know me. I love the challenge. The MTV version. I was curious to see how the CBS version was going to go because one, it doesn't have any of the MTV legends that we know. It's all survivor, amazing race, love Island people. And I just, and big brother, obviously. So I watched the first episode and I like it. I really do. I'm I'm curious to see how it plays out. I don't want to know any spoilers for it. I know they're out there, but I have no idea how this thing plays out. Uh, I'm interested in this twist because I assumed, like most people, when the episode started, I'm like, great, all the survivors, whoever, whatever show has the most people on it, they're going to be the majority and they're going to control the game. But now the fact that TJ threw this twist in about an algorithm and every single week you're going to have a different partner, that changes things up. So I'm interested to see how that plays out because that is a show that. As you know, if you've watched the MTV version, you're very well aware that towards the end or even at the beginning, you're just like you can already if if you see a big alliance form, you're just like, great, great. We already know these people are getting far with this twist. Doesn't look like it's going to be as easy uh, to do that. Moving on to some pop culture news here, uh, still in kind of the reality TV realm. She posted it yesterday on her Instagram. It's been talked about. I brought it up with Emily Longeretta when she came on my podcast about a month ago. We're going to have a, you know, the new thing is actors and actresses from past shows are starting podcasts where they literally watch an episode and then talk about it, what they remember from it, talk about the episode itself, give behind the scenes stuff. Well, we knew this was coming, but it was officially announced. Kristen Cavallari posted on her Instagram that her and Stephen Coletti are doing a podcast on Laguna Hills, and it's going to start next Tuesday, July 19th. And look, there's no podcasts in – I don't listen to – the only podcasts I listen to are basically sports slash gambling related. I don't listen to any Bachelor podcast anymore. Once Olivia Caridi went off, she was the only one I listened to. And, and obviously I couldn't listen to every episode, but she was the one I listened to the most. There's no other Bachelor podcast that I listen to at all because when you do your own every week, you don't want to hear anybody else else's really. Um, you know, have I heard other ones here and there? Of course, I've heard, of course, I've heard Game of Roses. 
Um, but I just, in terms of a weekly thing, like I have to listen every week. Olivia was the only one who even came close. And she doesn't have her show anymore, but I've got about five or six podcasts in the sports world that I listen to religiously every week. Will I get to where Laguna Hills becomes part of that rotation with Kristen and Steven? I don't know. I'm not sure. I, I'm i sure I'll listen to some of them, but I almost feel like i got to go back and watch Laguna Hills because while I did watch it, Laguna, is Laguna Beach? Why am, I, why am I calling Laguna Hills? Was it Laguna Beach or Laguna Hills? Hold on. Let me Google this. Laguna Beach. I think it was Laguna Beach, and I've been calling it Laguna Hills. Uh, Laguna Beach MTV. Yes. What am I talking about? I was calling it Laguna Hills. Uh, Laguna Beach. So they're going to be recapping that on their podcast starting next Tuesday. I'm sure I'll listen, but in case you didn't know, it's happening. I know a lot of you listening right now, probably Kristen Cavallari fans. And I think it's going to be interesting to listen to her and Steven go back and rewatch the episodes and talk about it and give us a little behind-the-scenes scoop on it. And then I just want to end uh, with this. I saw Thor on Friday night. I got into MCU late. My nephew turned me on to MCU, and we did, probably a couple years ago, we went back and watched all of them in chronological order. And... Look, I like them. I like the movies. I'm not an MCU nerd where I can tell you... Like, I watched all of them probably in in a, in a span... I think there's 23 movies before this new phase started. Basically up to Endgame, Avengers Endgame. There was probably about 23 movies. I watched them all, but if you were to actually quiz me on stuff that happened in them, I forgot most of it. Because I was watching them literally every single night. I was watching a new movie, and I did it probably over a span of six weeks. And they all just kind of ran together for me in terms of storyline. Obviously, I know who the characters are. but So Thor came out. I, I liked it. It was, you know, it was funny in parts. It was good. Had some good cameos in it. Is it the best one? No. If you had me rank them, it's probably in the middle of the pack. I just, but I saw that it was the highest grossing movie of the weekend. I'm like, of course it was. <laughs> MCU dominates. They put out any movie, it's going to be huge. And I... You know, it was, you know, it was whatever. I'm not going to talk any spoilers on it in case you haven't seen it, interested in watching it, but I like MCU, but I am absolutely not an MCU nerd where I am just like, basically like my nephew who can (laughs) tell me everything about every movie. I just forgot so many storylines that happened within each movie. I thought Endgame was the best one. I thought that was excellent. I really liked Black Panther. Um, it sucks that obviously Chadwick Boseman passed away and he's not going to be in Black Panther 2, but uh, I liked the Spider-Man. The most recent one was really good. I liked that one. But you sit here and tell me to rank, oh, oh remember what happened in, uh, you know, Infinity War? No, I don't. I mean, I had bits and pieces, yeah, but so many. Oh, I liked Ant-Man too, just because I like Paul Rudd, because he's just top of my top five guys that I can watch any movie has he's, that he's in. But yeah, I saw Thor was the highest grossing movie of the weekend. Of course it was. I brought in $150 million And it was okay. Put it that way. So that's all we got for today. That's your daily roundup. Uh, thank you all for listening. 
Uh, please subscribe to the Reality Seat Podcast. You'll get this in your podcast feed every morning. Like I said, trying to have it up by 9 Eastern every morning and go from there. So thank you all for listening. I'm Reality Steve. Talk to you tomorrow. See you.